Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Machines podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And today we are descending into Revelations Part 2, Descent. How is that spelled? D-E-S-C-E-N-T or D-I-S-S-E-N-T? Because I can see either one working. Or it could also be D-E-C-E-N-T because uh, this episode's pretty decent. (laughs) (laughs) Compared to the last three, yeah, definitely is decent. Yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, This first aired November 6th, 1999, uh, written by Marv Wolfman who uh, also wrote Fires of the Past and also a lot of the original story outline for uh, Beast Machines. So these uh, this three-parter is all different writers? Yes. The previous part was um, Bryn Chandler-Reeves, and then the next part is Stephen Melching, who's also written a previous episode and has subsequently gone on to write a ton of Transformers Prime and Transformers Robots in Disguise. Huh. Yeah, I, I didn't look too hard at the credits on this second part, but then the third one I noticed, hey, he shows up on a lot of stuff lately. That's interesting. Yes. I'm not convinced any of those names are real. <laughs> <laughs> the, Seriously, I've never Wolfman? Been more di- yeah, I've never been more disappointed when I saw a picture of Marv Wolfman and he didn't have like a giant Alan Moore beard. <laughs> <laughs> nope, he's just this guy. Yeah, for for the longest time, I actually confused him with Wolfman Jack, so I thought the radio guy wrote comics. Pretty cool. Well, let's hope this episode is good so that we can clap for the Wolfman. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. So, previously on Beast Machines, uh, Black Arachnia thinks Thrust is Silverbolt, and <laughs> Cheetor is now leader of the Maximals. I, I really liked the, the Gary Chalk last time on, on Beast Machines thing, because it sounded just like the last time on Beast Wars. Yes. And oh, it was so enjoyable to hear it like that again. <laughs> and that's associated with so many of the, the best parts of Beast Wars, the big multi-part episodes, so I, mm. I liked that. And so we open on what appears to be Earth. <gasps> what? We're in a foggy forest, and Primal, in his gorilla mode, is swinging from tree to tree, following... A uh, bunch of sparks. Yeah, oh, so this doesn't look like Earth. It never had grass this nice looking. Well, no. <laughs> Not the Earth they were on. No. Yeah, no it, it says way more polygons than uh, the planet I was on. I don't know where this is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah they, the sparks they, are flowing towards what I guess is the Allspark, which is a big bunch of sparks, hence the name. <laughs> yes. Quite literally. All of them. Then we start to get evil weeds. So yeah, the, uh, the the vines become mechanical. We get a big uh, Gary Chalk uh, yell. No! <laughs> and then it turns out he's just having a crazy freakout, and everybody else is trying to restrain him before he injures himself. Yes. Also, there's a big floating Megatron head. Take a drink. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh no! Don't do that in the second season. We'll, all our listenership will die. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're not there yet. For for this season, you could still do that. It doesn't happen as much. Yeah. 
once an episode or so. But yeah, Primal is mad at his friends for stopping him from his hippie vision quest, and he's flailing about. He's so mad at them. He's such a jerk about it. Oh my god. He is. I mean, he's kind of legitimately unhinged here, which yeah. I think is a deliberate choice. Yeah. It's just hard to tell from all the other times characters are just super unhinged. Yes. He even says, like, he was almost there, and he clearly wasn't almost anywhere. No, it's no. like no clues. There were no words. It's all weird symbolism that's confusing and doesn't mean a damn thing. And, like, he's talking like someone who was just on an acid trip, and his friends are trying to help him. It's weird. <laughs> Don't put him on his back. He'll swallow his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Slam on his side. Also, Rattrap says the Prem was howling like a loon, and as a Canadian, I am compelled to point out that loons do not howl. Well, they make a noise. It's good to know. It's a plaintive cry. It is not he a howl. He was quacking like a loon. Or maybe he's imagining a reference a to, to, the, to the other definition, lunatics. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be short for lunatic. I'm aware of that, but you can't mix your metaphors <laughs> like that, rat trap. That's a good point. I will allow it. You As the editor, the I will allow you it. You should know your beasts. Yeah. <laughs> Would you have been more comfortable if he'd said he was howling like a toonie? Uh, well, I don't, the polar bears on that. I wouldn't say polar bear. Do polar bears howl? Do bears make any noise other than a growl? I, I mean, they kind of like roar. Well, but regular bears, I don't know if I've ever heard polar bears' noises. I mean, I can't say I have, but we don't have that many of them around here, despite what you may uh, see on TV. Well, no, but like zoos and even stuff on TV. <laughs> Anywho... Primal basically t tells them all to GTFO, and they do. I completely agree with Cheetor here. He's just oh, like, yeah. well, tell us when you're not going to be a crazy idiot, and we'll start interacting with you again. Yeah, let's let's get a safe word for next time. Something so we know when to stop you. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we're going to further the plot. <laughs> we'll be out <laughs> furthering the plot. And actually do something proactive. Yes. <laughs> Someone needs to. Yeah. So, you know, they kind of have a tense little talk. You know, tensions are high. Everybody's still kind of mad at each other with everything that's been going on. With all the, the bad character establishment that's been going on. <laughs> the antagonism between Black Arachne and Rattrap is particularly weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, admittedly, he is right, and she is being secretive for basically no reason. Yeah, and here's here's a thing. Uh, I honestly, throughout this episode, I had notes complaining about Black Arachnia's characterization. Uh, but I think a a definite problem here is that it it goes back to what I was saying before in previous episodes about how the characters don't feel like they used to all be good friends, you know. And I think uh -huh. the thing is, while Black Arachnia was never, you know good friends with all of them, if there was one thing she could count on them for, it was to help each other. And I feel like she would be perfectly willing to get their assistance helping Silverbolt with something. Yeah. I, th it, I think it, that, yeah. that she would feel like she could trust them to help Silverbolt, if not her. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. are very much not characterized as a team anymore. Yeah. And that 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 really stings after three seasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I had sort of passed off some of this stuff on first watching as 
you know, just the the results of all the trauma they had been through. But yeah, at this point, it just upon upon a rewatching several years later, it 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 does just feel like they're, you know, someone forgot to put in the story Bible that they'd been a team for three seasons. And I mean, Cheetor's plan, knowing and he knows nothing of what's going on with her and Thrust, would be, you know. Totally German, that totally gels with her thing with thrust. Yeah, because his it's plan like if is. If they communicated, his plan would be even better by making it thrust instead of tank war. Yes, then maybe this all could have been avoided. Yeah. Also, Although... Black Rachnia is a really, really bad liar here. But then I remembered that <laughs> that's you know established canon for her. Yeah, that's from, consistent. Yeah. From that's that's consistent, so I'll allow it. I'm, I'm not even a sure it's. Liar. I'm not even sure it's canon. It's just how they've always indicated on the show that she's lying. Yeah, because it always yeah. seems to work too. Not, yeah. I don't know. Well, okay, it worked with the Maximals because Cheetor is stupid and Rat Trap is not being written properly here. Uh, it it didn't actually work with Megatron. No, he just pretended it was working. So you know she would continue doing whatever she was doing so he could catch her at it. I mean, True. listen, they should really take Belle Biv DeVoe's advice here and never trust a big butt and a smile. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good point, because, man, this version of her has definitely got that down. Yeah. Because, yeah, Cheetor's plan is, you know, we're going to get the Viacon generals, and we're going to restore them back to Maximals. And we'll start with Tankor, because he's the dumb one. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, Jetstorm can fly, and only one of them can fly, yeah. and he's yeah, a dick. <laughs> and thrust is fast and may and maybe the smartest of the three. He's the quietest, so we're assuming he's kind of the smartest. Tanker's obviously the dumbest, the slowest, the right. easiest to the find. The dumbest and the slowest. Yeah. Yeah. And also the one clearly most susceptible to their side's point. Yeah, yeah he almost uh, went along with them for a little while there. Yeah, they almost had their own pet Tankor. <laughs> following them home. So Cheetor's logic of going after Tankor first kind of Makes sense, but yeah, mm-hmm. Black Rachnia should be sharing more. Yeah, if if she was sharing more, they probably would have gone after Thrust. But mm-hmm. yeah, and and that's the thing. Like I said, I can understand her. You know, I mean, historically, she tends to have her own agendas, but she also historically is willing to work with others when their agendas align. And yeah, I feel like she should not be hiding or would not be hiding that much from them in this specific case. It's almost like when they got mind wiped, they forgot all three seasons of what happened on the show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, they they go along with Cheetor's plan, and that's actually a pretty good plan here. You know, Cheetor is maturing, so basically he and Rattrap are going to take on Tankor, well, Black Arachnia, and... Uh, Night Scream, distract the other two generals. Oh, she'll distract them, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, for some reason, they're transferring cargo at the spaceport. That's really what I wanted to find out. Like, is yeah. Megatron... I mean, just as there are Cybertronian colonies elsewhere in the galaxy, in, you know, the comics and what have you, are there other colonies that Megatron is looking to also conquer with his Vicons? That would be interesting. Huh? Yeah. Whoa. No, it it did kind of feel like, you know, what are some things that would be on Cybertron 
cargo and a spaceport. Yes. Well, either they're bringing out old cargo that was just sitting around because after the virus invasion, whatever, they're just unloading stuff that came from space, or the Cybertrons still have moons? Maybe they could go there. Yes, we see the moons in later episodes, definitely. But they're loading that. They're putting stuff on and coming back empty-handed. Oh, okay. Uh, Then then it's it's just it's busy work. (laughs) Maybe Megatron's trading with non-Cybertronian societies. I mean, I guess that's also possible. Oh man, Megatron's in with the Galactic Council. Hey, and that would totally work. Hey, we're not uh, at war anymore because there's literally only one of us. (laughs) He's going to to trade some Cybertronian stuff for hats. For ridiculous hats. (laughs) He obviously likes ridiculous hats, or at least wigs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Face masks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Megatron. Alright, so yeah, they are doing that. And uh, I will note here that instead of doing a period, Cheetor yells, end of discussion. (laughs) Oh. It's mixing it up a little, that's good. He's branching out. That's yeah, right. Maybe, maybe he just wanted to make sure that that it didn't get stale, so he had to come up with something to. Well, that's good get, because that is the worst catchphrase. Just yelling, it's, "Period." <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. It's up there. So yeah, we get uh, so yeah. Jetstorm successfully distracts, uh, or sorry, Night Scream successfully distracts uh, Jetstorm, hey, buddy, uh, draining buddy. him so of his energy buddy. with his gross dentures. So so here's a question. Night Scream in robot mode clearly has, like, normal-looking, human-looking teeth. So does he have, like, a xenomorph-like extra set of jaws that is the teeth that he shoots out? Uh, I Yes. <laughs> that seems like the only reasonable conclusion, yeah. Ew. <laughs> that it's makes so weird it even that's worse. That's not a toy feature. I mean, that's something yeah. that's so weird that it could only be come up with by Hasbro engineers. Yeah, maybe they just decided to take it out. <laughs> maybe because, oh no, this is too horrible. Oh no, you've already made the show? Oh no. <laughs> Did you at least not put the wings on the legs? Oh no. <laughs> Did you at least not make them terrible? Oh no. Although they both do have that uh, dumb Edward Furlong hair. Yeah. 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 Uh, meanwhile, Black Ragney tries to dis- tries to distract Thrust with, uh, I guess, relationship talk. <laughs> yeah. And really through all this, Jetstorm increasingly reminds me of G2 Afterburner. Because it hmm. seems like they're adding just more and more yellow deco to him and making him deeper and deeper blue in every appearance. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess that... And we just lost David. Oh, jeez. Uh... Oh, this recording is cursed. Yeah. Why? Okay, well, we'll just, uh, we'll just hold on. Alright, so shall we re, shall we re restart? Yeah, let's try actually getting this done. Okay. Yay! Next time it'll be me. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, the, uh, Black Ragney's trying to talk to Thrust about, you know, what's going on, and somehow she has, like, I guess that that comes later. Um, or I've got a lot. This it kind of cuts back and forth. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of back and forth, so it's hard to even with notes. It's hard to remember what order things happen in. 
Because it's a lot of like half scenes that cuts to somewhere else. Anyway, my my favorite part of it when is when Night Scream swoops in and just like knocks Thrust over, and then he's like super excited that he super accomplished something. <laughs> like you, you knocked him over. I mean, I guess he's a unicycle, so it might take him longer than something with feet to get back up. But good job, Night Scream. Good job. And of course, Black Rackney is mad at him, even though she didn't tell him anything about this plan. No. He has- yeah. I'm actually with Night Scream on this one. Yeah, I'm no. distracting Thrust by fighting him. That's our job. I'm not with Night what Scream, were you doing? but like you should mention something to the new idiot boy in passing. I, I mean, she I doesn't think even they... anything to the old idiot boys. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think she really should have. I I feel, but in this whole episode yeah. and the next one too, she's just way more like besotted than <laughs> is really becoming for her. Well, they're, all of their emotions are kind of pushed to extremes because they've forgotten so much and they're under this pressure. Like, Primal go, goes into his hippie zen stuff. She wants her lost love back. Rat Trap is a paranoid little schizophrenic. Cheetor turns out okay. <laughs> Somehow, does well, under well that's an Somehow inversion. Cheetor is the only one that isn't screwing everything up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, that's an inversion of what you would expect of him. So there you go. Oh yeah, everybody's uh, wow. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but uh, and also, also, there's a scene where Black Rackney is basically daring Thrust to hit her in motorcycle mode, and all I could think of was the Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, yeah. Come on, hit me! Yeah. Hit me! <laughs> Yeah, but, but yeah, I was I was thinking this is the same Black Arachnia who was like, "I'll shoot you," and then she shot him. Yeah, yeah but her in, but her inner maximal goodness. Uh, uh. Maybe the reformatting brought out more of her inner maximal goodness. Yeah. Honestly, I'm skeptical of that, even though I made the joke. <laughs> Maybe it brought out more of her. Predacon shell programming. I was going to say being the only female character on the show, and also therefore true. having to act the most female. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> that's not going to change for a while. Yeah. It will eventually, though, so yeah. you know, yeah. keep hoping. Good point. And, and to be fair, by that point, Air Razor was pretty gone away anyway, and she was also the only female character on Beast Wars. But yeah. still, they did a better job with her than I feel that they're doing with her now. So yeah, and... Uh, anyway, uh, she also manages to unlock some of his memories by somehow giving him, like, the E.T. glowing finger treatment. <laughs> that was oh, weird. yeah, she randomly has that power. Yeah. That I mean, we know that's Primal kind of a has trend in this show, just randomly got... having that power. I mean, Primal has all the super hippie powers. Well, almost yeah. everybody has it. Like, Pr- but... Primal gets in touch with them spiritually. Rat Trap sticks something in their head. She just does Rat the Trap E.T. is thing. like a Nemo surgeon. Oh, I mean, I can believe that with Rat Trap. He's got that thing, and for God's sake, he's got to do something. Yeah. But he it's, seems... it's, I mean, she has those electricity powers, so she may be putting more electricity into his robot brain, and that's she... allowing him to access memories. She did say something along the lines of powering of of powering him up or charging him or something. Yeah. So maybe she was giving him more power to his brain. And considering who he is, he probably needs it. 
Yes, and he actually does unlock some memories of. Uh, or is that is that this episode? Yeah, yeah. Where he, he starts. Where he remembers Max. prehistoric Earth. Yeah. And he remembers all the Maximals looking at him. But they don't look very happy. <laughs> Why is that? I mean, everybody likes Silverbolt. Yeah. Kind of pain in the ass half the time, but well, they're usually happy to see him. They didn't really yeah, like he him. He usually at first. doesn't. Well, that's because he was a Predacon at first. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that is happening. Uh, meanwhile, Rattrap has, di- has rediscovered his love of high explosives, and is just pulling bombs out of his back of holding, <laughs> and chucking them at Tankor. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will say that I was complaining before about Rat Trap getting the, the disability narrative, and I feel like that's gone now. And that Yeah, they do seem to have abandoned that. Thankfully. Which, I mean, you could say that it's development from the previous episodes, but I don't really feel like that's it. I just feel like the previous episodes really wanted to harp on that, and the current writers are not wanting to harp on it. Yeah, it's just the current writers yeah, like... I'm, I'm not willing to call something... I'm not willing to call something character development when it's just dropping an element that was previously in the show. Yeah. yeah. But it was a bad development, so I'm happy. Yes. Yeah, I'm happy they're no longer making a bad decision, but yeah. Yeah, I, I like him being competent and useful and the other Maximals treating him, at least Cheetor treating him like someone who is not a burden. Yeah. 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 And he does seem to have the best rela- kind of relationship with Cheetor, which makes sense, because they were clearly the closest on... I mean, he didn't know Night Scream at all. And even when Black Rachnia was part of the team, she and Black and Rattrap were never close. No. 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 They could eventually have developed a, a Rattrap Dinobot kind of thing, but no. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we you- get... Uh, we get Cheetor hopping from tank drone to tank drone as Tankor is shooting at him, which is, that's a neat scene. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And then Rattrap interfaces with, are these cranes? What are these things? I, you know, things. Uh, it's hard to tell, because it looks like they might be cranes, but they don't, like, tilt up. They just pivot, like, golf clubs or something. It's weird. Yeah, the, my thought was golf club. <laughs> Yeah, R2-D2 is his way into these things, and it uh, knocks Tankor into the distance like a line drive. Rat door form uh, golf. Because likes baseball now, I guess. Yeah, but, he makes uh, a baseball yeah, analogy it's, uh, when it's clearly a golf club. <laughs> I choose to believe that these things are actually some form of modern statuary. But they move? Well, I guess they could be. It's like, it's like a mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Giant. Kinetic sculpture. Yeah, it's kinetic sculpture. Uh, so, yeah, Tankor gets uh, knocked out, and Rattrap gets over there, and uh, R2-D2's into his brain, uh, as is... because oh, that's much nicer than my notes put it. <laughs> because Cheetor's I... wish is his command.com. Oh, it God, should why? be EXE! Is command.com a thing, or do we just... No. Yes, it is, actually. Oh, yeah, okay. it is. It is a thing. Okay. Well, that's good. I wasn't Command. sure if it was EXE just, it's 1999, thing. we're putting dot .com at the end of everything. <laughs> yeah. Made me sad. Made me very sad. That that did not age as well as the Pokemon reference, astoundingly. Do people not use command.com anymore, whatever it is? 
Yeah, it's like a DOS thing. Okay. I use command.exe. That's a, a different... Is that different? I don't know. <laughs> Again, my uh, knowledge of computers is mostly limited to the show Reboot. My, uh, my Windows 10 <laughs> laptop does not understand command.com, but it does understand command.exe. Yeah, I don't think it's been relevant since we switched over from Windows 9X systems. Yeah. Actually, no, it doesn't like command.exe. I guess you have to do the cmd.exe now. Uh, Sometimes. Hey, A, I used to work tech support, and B, sometimes I gotta ping my router. (laughs) I am a nerd. I mean, listen, we're we're all on a podcast podcast about about beast machines. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Rattrap manages to get into, yeah, R2-D2s into uh, Tankor's uh, memories. And, That's much uh, nicer than I had it phrased in my notes. <laughs> uh, what did you have? Uh, I think we can guess. Rattrap mindfucks Tankor in the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I just made a Nemo surgery reference because I, I like Chrome Dome too much. <laughs> Chrome Dome is awesome, but I don't really feel like it's as directly comparable as we'd like. I mean, I he's not altering these memories. He's just looking at them. Yeah. And strangely, he's getting strangely he's getting his own memories. Yeah. Because we're back on, in the uh, we're back in the... when he remembers seeing himself. Yes. Gee, Rat Trap, I wonder what that means. Well, d- d- I mean, it's, he does it's well it edited at the beginning. You don't. Uh, it is weird how he's convinced. Oh, these are my own memories, but it makes sense since. It's mostly just seeing Primal and, and Cheetor and Black Arachne and Silverbolt looking around the cabin of the little Ark shuttle thingy. Well, it see, would make I more would... sense if they weren't already convinced that the Viacons were former Maximals. Yeah, yeah that... and I feel like Rat Trap should have been more thinking along the lines. See, he, he seemed to automatically assume that they were his because they were of something that he knew he should remember. But I really feel like, and he, he's smart enough, he should have been thinking of just, who do I not see here? Yeah. Because, you know, he can rule out Primal, and he can rule out Cheetor, and, you know, Silverbolt and Black Arachnia, because you see them. Uh, but, but yes, he should be realizing that he's not seeing himself or one other person who's very large and should be fair. <sighs> It seems like every criticism of Rat Trap throughout this series could be summed up as he should be smart enough to not do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We we do get a yeah. key clue that we one of oh, was Rob asked about her in a few episodes ago. Do we get to see Megatron cast off into the time stream? Yes, we do. Yay. Yes. And they just didn't tie him there well enough. No. Yeah. He's trying to escape, but he's trying to escape the way somebody handcuffed to a thing is trying to escape. Hmm. Yeah, he's he's like, you know, you're driving down the road and somebody's got a mattress lashed to the roof of their car <laughs> and the bungee cord comes loose. And yeah, it's like that. That's this how he all, escaped. This all could have been avoided if one of you was in the Boy Scouts. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I It made me think of... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, sometimes when you have to roll to tie somebody up. 
somebody <laughs> somebody should have trained in like dexterity or strength or survival or whatever. Or maybe just use Velcro next time, guys. Yeah. It's embarrassing, but. Or I don't know, maybe transport him in the ship. Yeah, that was, yeah. There's no reason they had to tie him to the outside. It's not like I mean, you sure just shot annoying, a moose, but... guys. I mean, admittedly, he's big and probably smells bad. I don't know. But, but primal he, he probably is way at least bigger. smells like sulfur. Um, well, yeah, but we're not tying primal to the outside, so you've got no. two big guys in there. Just strap primal to the outside. He can fly. He'll be fine. <laughs> so yeah, he breaks free, and uh, Rat Trap is all well. I guess he's dead now. No, he he says <laughs> we're never well, going to see him again. Damn it, Rat Trap! <laughs> Good news, we're on Cybertron. Bad news, they're shooting us down. Yeah. Oh no. So it so, it does then go on to explain something that bothered me because I had forgotten it, uh, being that. Well, and and it also sort of still bothers me, uh, being how they got from their season three models to their season one models. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah, the answer to that is apparently, oh, it just happens. Well, I mean, there was a gas. It, it's nice. We actually see it. We see the tank drones shooting canisters of some the virus at them. It's, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, and then Cheetor's all, arg, I'm devolving, because I guess you know what that feels like. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're, you're robots, you're not dev- uh, oh, whatever. Devolution rays. So that really made me think of the whole trope where, like, like with a Mega Man game or a, a Metroid game, where you you lose all of your abilities at the beginning of the next game, so that you can have to get them all back. Yeah. Oh man, they hit a oh, spike yeah. and all their rings went flying. Yeah. <laughs> so they they had to they they got devolved so they could lose all their abilities and have to figure things out again so that you would have a reason to play this and you wouldn't just come into the game all superpowered to start with oh man they can't break bl- bricks anymore now they'll never get to the warp zone yeah, yeah. There, there's one thing that annoys me about every one of these little flashback bits rat trap they have to keep cutting back to rat trap he flips his little visor thingy up he'll say something and then he flips it back down and we go back into it can't, Voice over the damn thing. Instead of having to cut back every time. <laughs> yeah. Rat Trap, you aren't so vain you need to get the screen time, are you? I guess, <laughs> I, I wonder, they were, since Fox Kids had also picked up, uh, Beast Wars reruns that they ran also, uh, on Fox Kids. Hmm. So I wonder if maybe they wanted to make very sure that you, people weren't just watching a rerun of Beast Wars. But Maybe. Okay, here's here's a way around that. In previous episodes, they've had picture in picture, comic book style. Do that. Oh yeah, they have, haven't they? Oh yeah, yeah, they should have done Ooh. that here. Yeah, it, it's that a failing really episode. Well. Oh, and at one point, while Rat Trap's doing all this mind searching, he thinks it's his own memory. Spoilers, it's not. Cheetor is just shouting, "It's like just wake up the Maximal inside the Viacon. You're gonna regret it. <laughs> You're gonna regret it, Cheetor." Yeah, because all this time, Cheetor is also fending off a whole bunch of tank drones uh, until Rat Trap finally shuts them down. Yes. Because while Rat Trap is dicking around in the past, and he's supposed to be actually shutting down the tank drones. And, and then we come to a point yeah, where... So... The, I complain about the Rat Traps. There is one really good visual in this episode about to come up. Yeah, so this... Uh, Future Tankor is uh, 
you know, he's been hit with this virus, and he's uh, now cornered by a tank drone. And as that tank drone's face gets closer and closer, he can see his own face in the reflected face. in the uh, the tank drone's visor, and it's Rhinox. <gasps> it's such a cool shot. I love that. That was a shot. great shot. It is pretty great. And then it's also foreshadowing because he becomes Tankor. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's why it's so perfect because. This the little bit of the scene before that you see from his point of view running, you see Silverbolt on the one side, and then you see a little bit of Rat Trap before it actually pans over to show, oh, that is Rat Trap. So Rat Trap realizes, oh, it's not my body. Whose is it? And he figures out, duh, Rhinox, you stupid Rhinox. If I'm not me, then who the hell am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the framing of seeing himself in what he becomes, oh, oh, it's delicious. And then, then my notes kind of run out. I guess I can, I guess I can forgive uh, Rat Trap not being smart enough to figure things out if it results in that shot. That is a really cool shot. Yeah, yeah. so it's forgivable. It's just yeah. as the whole transmetal virus is kind of a contrivance, but it's you get a more uh, symbolic visual of a bunch of organic animals fleeing. Uh, mechanical drones rather than a giant robot blue and orange gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see why they opted this way. So, meanwhile, in the other plot that's going on, uh, you know, Night Scream is out of the picture. Uh, Thrust and Black Rachnia are trying to talk, and Jetstorm is back. Oh, yeah, he... so great. He's the best. And he's accusing Thrust of fraternizing with the enemy. Oh, no. Like, what kind of fraternization is he doing, Jetstorm? <laughs> His lower body is a wheel. <laughs> but right after that, he says, is this any way to win the campaign? Is he playing D&D? Maybe. Maybe he just thinks he is. That would explain a lot, actually. God damn it, Thrust, you always bring your girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. I can, I can take that at face value. Maybe he's just concerned that she has eight spokes to true his wheels with. <laughs> uh, and, and they are color coordinated. Yeah, I, I noticed with, uh, that in this episode. Shades they, of magenta. Yeah, they've got that going for them as a couple. Yeah. And so, and so, Jetstorm, you know, he's got a real "if you're so evil, eat this kitten" moment. <laughs> yes. yes, he's all he yo. All right, well, Thrust, if you're so evil, you better extract her spark. <gasps> and so, yeah, dun, dun. Thrust just shoots her. Yeah. There's faint hesitation, but yeah, he, he, he does. It's, Although it's, it's a demobilizing shot, too. Yes. Well, I mean, I guess you don't want to kill her, because you've got to get that spark. Because yeah, it's that's... very important to Megatron that you not just kill everybody, but you get their sparks. For some, For some reason. Well, I guess we find out why. We do but... find out, and it's weird. <laughs> and it's messed up. I mean, it, it's not just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> got to make sure they're they're all C-10 case fresh. So yeah, there's a fight. Night Scream's pinned under some rubble because everything on Cybertron is just full of explosive material. Yay! And so uh, Jetstorm just takes out Black Arachnia's spark. Adios, amigo! Which is uh, green. Yeah, it's a slightly different color. Most of them are blue. But, well, yeah, that is every so other spark weird and arbitrary. <gasps> She's a point one percenter. Okay, I'll stop with the more than meets the eye references now. <laughs> I think, and we are going to see later in the show that all the techno organic maximal sparks are technicolor. 
Uh, Ah, that's right. Uh, It corresponds with the energy they make when they transform. So, like, Rattraps is red, Cheetors is purple, and so Mm. forth. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Which I think lined up with the toys. Uh, It's possible. At the very least, I think it lined up with the translucent bits on the toys. Yes. Well, remember, all the toys had spark crystals. Yeah. Let me... Black Arachnia's spark crystal is definitely yellow, and I know this because she is right here. I am holding her. Oh, okay. I stand corrected. (laughs) Since we started doing this, I got her out and put her on my desk. But her translucent bits are... uh, Some of them are red, but the majority of them are green. Okay. So, yeah, her spark is extracted, and it pretty much looks like she dies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, she just had her soul extracted, so... You know... It's, it's not great. You're usually not in good shape after that. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, that is the episode. To be continued. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Also, Night Scream, for somebody who's just a jerk to everyone, gives out a really y- anguished Black Rachnia. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a teenager. They'll take any excuse to be anguished. Yeah, somebody I guess has that's to true. shout. Plus, also, you mean, you know, that is somebody having their soul ripped out. That's upsetting. I suppose. And she's the girl, so, you know. And like it's happened only to everyone to, else he's known. To lose oh, his pathetic dudes. Edward Furlong-looking virginity. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now I'll never score. <laughs> yeah. okay, next time on Beast Machines. Last woman on Cybertron. Yeah, so that... So this, I think... I think the series is making a bit of an uptick now. Yeah. You know, this episode moves along well. We get some actual revelations in Revelations. That's always helpful. Things. Yeah, Tango, I like it when Rhinox things are revelated. That's, that's, that's a big thing that becomes more of a yeah. big thing. Yes. I mean, I guess it's shocking now. But... And the mystery of Thrust Deepens, because clearly Black Black Ragnar is at least partially right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he remembers Earth, Earth. at least. And the yeah. others. Beast Wars stuff. It's somebody yeah. she knew. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Black Ragnar gets plenty of confirmation bias. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in her defense, the one thing that it she thinks it is makes more sense than the thing that it actually is. <laughs> yes. I mean, I like the thing that it turns out to be, but it does make more sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced of that. I mean, how spoilery do we want to get here? I don't think we want to spoil exactly who it is. It'll it'll come up. But I mean, it's it it turns out that somebody who was who she has no idea would have even been on Cybertron. Yeah, and I guess may have thought was dead. Yeah. And on the one she... hand, this is true. On the other hand, who it ends up being makes more sense to be the awkward, moody loner. Well, <laughs> yes. My my biggest thing is is just and and I say this as a a lesbian and a member of the LGBT community that he, I just read him as like super gay. Thrust because he's magenta. No, Jetstorm. Oh. Oh. I. Rewatching kind of, I mean, but it's like not as obvious as Knockout is queer. No, but there are certainly similarities with Knockout. Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking that a little bit in in this episode and the the next one that uh, 
I, I would totally like to see Jetstorm, you know, make his way into other stories uh, the way Knockout did. But on the other hand, he would just kind of be Knockout. I would kind of like to see that. Yeah, anyway, uh, next time on Beast Machines. Tankor is time on Beast Machines, even... Yes. Like we just told you, Cheetor. That's not that's not a good next episode clip. <laughs> well, it, it it's good at the time. Although it's hard to remember back to it was kind of shocking that the smartest, nicest, maximal was Tankor. Yeah, that is true. Though well, he was also well, one of the biggest. More so. Yes, and, uh, and also we get a good uh, good Gary Chalk. No, <laughs> yes, we've been missing that. And we get somebody uh, grievously injuring Night Scream. So, yeah, uh, that's good for me too. Yes. Oh yeah, we Always haven't had favor. that nearly long enough. <laughs> we haven't had that in a whole episode. Nope. It's much too long. So yeah, that is it for Revelations Part Two: Descent. So join us for our next uh, episode in which in which we confront the apocalypse. Revelations <gasps> Part Three. That that seems a little uh, apocalypse. Uh, over Wait, the top. are we watching X Men next time? No, sadly, there is n- nary a purple Oscar Isaac to be found. Aww. Although Optimus Primal does look surprisingly close in Beast Mode. Huh? Yeah, that's, that's true. Fair. Or Robot Mode, I mean. A little bit. Needs yeah. the the chin strap and all. He's got mm-hmm. that. Lips. Blue. Mm-hmm. But of course, until then, you can find us. All over the internet. We are on Twitter at at StasisPod. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash StasisPod. And we are on Tumblr at StasisPod.tumblr.com. And our RSS feed is hosted on IaconUnderground.net when I can remember to upload it properly. Yay, me! And uh, we also have a Patreon for this and our news show, Icon Underground Radio, at Patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. Yes, and if you... Uh, if you want to uh, write into us with uh, who you thought that uh, uh, the Viacons were, were you surprised? Did you care? <laughs> I cared, man. I loved that ship. <laughs> then write in and tell us at uh, stasispodcast at gmail.com. Write in and we'll read your letter on the air. And we promise we will make fun of you. <laughs> like we'd have any grounds to. Yeah. We're the best. Alright, so until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm Boogie. Sparks are floating towards what I guess is the all spark, which is a big bunch of sparks, hence the name. <laughs> yes.
quite literally. All of them. Then we start to get evil weeds. Rob? Did we lose Rob? Oh, shoot. Rob, where are you? Rob! Where is London? Uh, it's in England. And Canada. Yeah. Uh, I think there might be a London, New York, too. Well, much like this episode, halfway through, we kind of get derailed. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't even get halfway.